Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And once again, I am so glad to be here with you for this week's episode, which is all about midlife and money. Specifically, we're going to be talking about why it's important to learn more about money in midlife and the typical money mindset issues that are common at our age. I'm excited to introduce you to my guest today, Chika Obi. Chika is a certified public accountant, a CPA, who's owned her own firm for over 10 years now. She's a numbers nerd, something that is not at all a part of who I am. (laughs) The reason I wanted to have Chika on the podcast is because I just knew her message would resonate with you. She teaches women entrepreneurs how to get smarter about their taxes so they can make money generating business decisions with confidence and boost their bottom line. She's a tax queen, and she gets really excited about teaching women like you how to keep more of what you've worked so hard for. Chica teaches that you have to stay ready so you don't have to get ready, and also that when you're ready, you're not scared. Money can seem so darn scary at times. Also, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to get something out of her message today either. So if you make money, save money, or spend money, or any combination of those, you got to stay tuned. You're going to love Chica's message and really useful perspective about midlife and money. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Chica. How are you? I'm so excited to have you with us today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Hey, Susie. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here to be speaking with you and your audience today. So fun. You know, I don't think we've seen each other. I think it's been like last year. It was the end of last year, I think, right? Yes, November. I think November 2019. Something like that, a lifetime ago. (laughs) (laughs) Right, a year ago. Um, And that was fun. So, and so much has changed, you know, just with the world, right, over the years. So, I'm just excited to be talking with you today. Me too. And you know what hasn't changed? Money. (laughs) Midlife, money. And that's what we're talking about today. You know, this comes up. So often in my community, the whole idea that money issues, um, I don't know, things are a little bit different when you're older and wiser. I like to say you're not just older, we're, we're older and wiser. But when it comes to money, there seems to be a lot of hangups in midlife. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And I want to talk to you about all kinds of issues that are just spinning in my mind right now. But before we dive in, I want to start with you just telling me a little bit about how the heck you got interested in becoming an accountant, because when I think about what you do, I can't even imagine anybody choosing to do this for a living. (laughs) So how did you fall in love with it? Oh my gosh. Yes. So, I mean, growing up, I was a numbers nerd, right? Math was my favorite subject. And, uh, I didn't like writing. I, I didn't like English. I didn't like history class. Um, math is just something that my brain understood. And so that's 
the field that I gravitated towards. And then, you know, you take all the math classes up until, you know, college, I think it was calculus for me. Um, and then things started to get really complicated um, <laughs> with, with, with that type of math. And uh, I don't know, I, I just knew I wanted to do business, right? And so when you think of business and you think of numbers, accounting comes to mind. And so I was lucky enough or blessed enough to get an internship uh, at one of the public accounting firms in San Francisco. And so I did that internship in the corporate tax uh, department. And at the end of the eight weeks, I loved it. Like I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> it just spoke to me. I wanted to learn more, you know, looking at tax code, I, hours would pass by. It's just, it's, it's just weird how, you know, people are, creative minded and then people are logic minded and I'm just very logic, you know, black and in white and just, it just, it just works. It works with me. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine that ever happening in a million years to me or anybody in my immediate family. <laughs> it's the same way I feel about like artists and, 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 and writers. Like I envy those people because it's so hard for me. I'm like, how did you do this? It's so good. The same way I do, I work with numbers. It's, it's, it's great. Yeah. It's just so great that you found your thing, you know? Yes. That's really what's so great. And it is so great because it's an area that can be so confusing and so overwhelming. And certainly that's how it was for me. And I never really had to think about it much until I got laid off from my stable 27-year career in the public health sector and became an entrepreneur. And then it was like a big giant learning curve. So I love that you're focusing on women. And that's, of course, why I wanted to have you on the Women in the Middle podcast. So one of the things that um, you talked about when we were preparing for this interview was the importance of being ready, readiness, preparing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because a lot of us just want to close our eyes and, you know, hope for the best. <laughs> right, exactly. And so um, I always say, like, stay ready so you never have to get ready. And what I mean by that is simply by taking action and not just, you know, sitting around in confusion, af afraid to do the things that need to get done. Um, action begets profits, right? I work with women, especially women entrepreneurs. And so if you're sitting on your money, if you're, if you're not taking action, what, what does that mean for your profits? And so that's why I teach seasoned women entrepreneurs the how-to in order to maximize, you know, their taxes, um, their profits, cut their taxes, because I, like I mentioned earlier, how art and, and the creative field is, is scary for me. I know that numbers are really scary for a lot of, you know, people and, and you know, women entrepreneurs, especially if in the creative field, coaching, um, photography, whatever it might be. So especially, you know, if you've been burned in the past from like a silly business move or shady partner or a client, um, it can be scary, right? The trust factor may not be there. Um, but 
I, I feel like I'm blessed to be <laughs> a woman, you know, a tax wizard, a math nerd, whatever you want to call me. Um, but to have me on your side to show you the ropes, um, it can help you feel at ease um, knowing that, you know, the numbers are spot on, your cash is flowing, your business operations are running seamlessly, and that you're able to, you know, stack your money without fear. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because it really is being afraid and not thinking, thinking more about being afraid versus thinking about the benefit of getting help and increasing confidence. You know what I mean? Like I don't even know, uh, the focus is not confidence, that's for sure. So for, for so many women, the focus is on, this is too scary. Like not only is it scary not to know what you need to know, but the computer part of it is scary too. It's so embarrassing even saying this, but when we met in 1993, he was very comfortable managing money. And I had a very simple, I was, you know, an employee, nothing was complicated. I didn't know any, I didn't have a bank manager. I just didn't, I wasn't interested. And I felt like I always just did the bare minimum. I never had a money program. I didn't have a lot to, that was complicated. And he just took over. And now we've been married 26 years and I still don't have much interest in figuring things out and being responsible for the money program. You know, I'm okay with having conversations with the money people, but when it comes to doing the daily management of the family finances, I don't have interest and I don't have competency. And then for me, what happened, that's why the learning curve was so steep when I became an entrepreneur. So do you find that with a lot of women in terms of, um, I don't know, being in midlife and not having comfort with the basics, not just as an entrepreneur, but just in general? Mm, yeah, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. And, you know, I, I think... A lot of women, like we, we discount ourselves, right? We, we, we discount ourselves. We hide behind just things that might seem hard and, and is, is understood, right? We have a lot to take care of, you know, take care of our, our own health, take care of our family, kids, um, make money. Uh, it's, it's just a lot. And so when it comes to what I do, again, tax, tax work and, for business owners, for women business owners, it just seems as if it's just one other thing to add to the plate of a lot of other things, right? And so, but what I tell, what I, the reason why it matters, right? So whether you're a business owner or not, whether you have a husband to, to, to take care of the money or not, I'm an advocate for women empowerment. And so if you're, if you're bringing in income for the household, it's imperative that you have some understanding of your taxes. Um, you know, if I ask the question of how much did you owe last year or what was your tax refund last year or what was the total household income last year? You know, these are, these are basic questions where if you had a copy of your tax return in front of you, you should be able to answer those questions. And no, it's not a matter of, of, being able to prepare the tax returns yourself. Like, I'm not talking about that. 
Like you can hire somebody to do that, but it's the powerful act of learning how to read your tax return. That's what matters. You know, so if you're looking to buy a home, if you're looking to get a loan, start a business, these questions empower you to make financial decisions that can either cost you money or save you money, depending on your knowledge of the matter at hand. Oh, yeah, that's so good. And, you know, when I said that I was embarrassed to share that, it's because it surprises me that I ended up in such a traditional, you know, it's almost like a cartoon. It's that traditional, a traditional um, separation of responsibilities, you know? (laughs) I can't believe that we've been married so long and I'm still not involved in that part. And then what happens to so many women is that they end up being alone in midlife for one reason or another, and they don't have those skills. They don't feel empowered. They don't have that money literacy. I think that's really what you're getting at here. And you're right. Now that I've learned so much more than I knew ever before, um, it does feel more empowering for sure. And the more you know, the more motivated you'll be to go out there and make more money. Um, and I see it, I see it all the time, you know, with, with, with my clients, um, they come to me their first year and um, that we work together and, you know, you see what their profit and loss statement is saying. And, you know, I give them a few pieces of advice just based on what I'm looking at on the profit and loss statement. They go out, they, they continue doing the business, you know, they're passionate about their business, which is, which is great, right? To have that passion. But again, how can you keep more money in your business and give less of it to Uncle Sam, you know, the tax, tax guy, the IRS? Um, and again, that's where that, that financial empowerment, that um, financial tax education comes in. And, and, you know, yes, there's Google. And I, w- I want to say this real quickly because I think Google is, a, is amazing, right? Like any question we have, we can do a Google search and, and find answers, but we find thousands and millions of answers. And sometimes having all of that knowledge and all of that information can, can be paralyzing. And so that's where it's like, okay, you, you just Googled and you learned A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but it's like if you if you really want to figure it out, especially as it relates to your situation, that's where um, I advise. Okay, maybe getting into a financial program or or tax education um, training to really just again learning the basics and then look at your numbers and see how you can apply the information that you just learned. So good, and you know you touched on your focus is on entrepreneurs. And certainly that's another thing that comes up so much in midlife because so many women are not feeling that great about their career anymore. Maybe they're bored or they just have always wanted to do something and now they're ready to give it a try. So being being an entrepreneur happens, like I got laid off, which happens to other people too. But for many people, all of a sudden they're an entrepreneur at this point in their lives and they never had been before or ever really even thought about it. And then the other thing that comes up so much is that women start to think about retirement. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, when I got laid off, I was 50. I hadn't thought about retirement at all. 
And then all of a sudden, I had to make decisions about pension. And I'm like, I don't even, I knew nothing. (laughs) I never even went to the office. I never went to one of those webinars. I never had a consult. Like I never had done anything because it just wasn't on my agenda yet. And then all of a sudden, I got laid off. And then I had to all of a sudden start knowing things that just weren't on my agenda before. And I think with retirement, there seems to be more time to think about it. But on the other hand, it tends to creep up too, because there's really no right way to do it. It's what works best for you. And some people think about it for a long time and other people not as much. So how can you help women start to think about it, even though they may not know exactly when they want to retire? Mm, Yes. Um, That's a good question. So as you mentioned, not knowing about pensions and never going to those meetings, those webinars. Um, So first, you you just want to educate yourself um, just to make sure that there's no surprises for when you finally do decide to retire five years later, 10 years, whatever. Um, So when I say educate yourself, I think one of the best ways um, is to sit down with a financial advisor. Um, And a financial advisor will kind of She'll sit down with you and she'll teach you how much you need in retirement funds to live comfortably when you do decide to retire. So having that conversation, um, because again, you you might be at an age where you don't exactly know when you want to retire, but by having a conversation as to how do you want your life to look like, uh, you know, will you continue living in your home? Will you sell the home? Um, will you downgrade like a, a financial advisor learning about what you're thinking of doing in the next five or 10 years will help provide, you know, um, some focus and some guidance and where they can give you some, some, some good tips as to what you need to do for the next few years. Um, something else that might come up is a need to reallocate uh, your your investments, right? So maybe move things from less risky investments to more, you know, safe, um, steady in investments, right? Especially if that retirement age is, uh, or, you know, whatever your retirement goals are, if, if it's creeping up, um, you, want, you want to make sure you have maximum amount of money in your, in your retirement funds. So, Again, moving it from riskier to safer uh, investment strategies and increasing your cash reserves, you know, more cash for for retirement. So the financial advisor will help you with that. Considering what your situation is, it's all customized. And then lastly, um, working with a tax professional because you want to learn the tax consequences of, of retirement. You know, if, if most of your investments are in a 401k, that means your distributions are tax, taxable. So if you, if you need to live off of $80,000 a year, you might need to pull out or just or get a distribution of $120,000 because, you know, 40% or so is going to go towards taxes. So those are all things to, to consider, you know, the taxes, your cash reserves, your current investment strategy. So financial advisor and tax professional are two um, 
people who you want to sit down with and talk to about about your strategy. Oh yeah, that's so that's so good. So um, a lot of times, women in my community are starting to, as I mentioned, starting to fantasize about other possibilities for their career, and it's so interesting when they start to think about other ideas, either taking a break, right, or retraining, or becoming an entrepreneur, one of the reasons that there is so much overwhelm in that situation is because they don't know the facts. And I'm sure it's the same with retirement. So I I always advise to have that conversation and understand money more than they do currently. So to set up an appointment and just get a real handle on where they're at and what it would mean if they took a break or if they gave themselves three to five years to build uh, a business or whatever it is, but to get the facts. And I guess that's what you're saying when you're talking about planning is to overcome the overwhelm and get more facts. Even if you don't have all the answers, you need to be able to run through certain scenarios and deal with the fear because if you're just fearful and you're just spinning, (laughs) you're not going to be doing anything. You're not going to be getting any more information and your mindset can absolutely block you and keep you stuck. Exactly. I mean, I don't care what the topic is. For me, whenever I feel stuck on something, what tends to help is either finding a community of other people, women, that are going through the same situation where we can brainstorm, you know, what has worked for you and I can figure out, you know, those possibilities and try different things, right? So community has helped. And then also finding a coach, whether it's a coach, a mentor, a a fitness trainer, a a CPA, like whatever that person is, sometimes you just need that one-on-one. Like, let me just tell you everything (laughs) and you help me, you know, because again, what you don't know, you don't know. And so hiring a person in that field to, you know, for 30 minutes, an hour or whatever, long-term to, to talk it through with um, that, that, that clarity is priceless, you know, so yes. don't, don't go at it alone, especially if it's been bothering you, if it's been on your heart for days, weeks, months, get, get help. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad you said that because one of the, if, anybody, if anybody's been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard my sad sack story about me being stuck for five freaking years um, about what to do about my career. And in one of the episodes, I broke down the number of um, hours that was, I forget what it was now, but it was it took, like, if you really think about how much energy and time you spend being stuck and miserable, spinning in overwhelm, it is such a waste of time. And one thing for women in the middle, we're very sensitive to uh, time. We don't want to be wasting time. And you're right, like once, whenever I hire a coach or any, any professional that I need, I always feel so relieved because that person is totally focusing on me and what it is that I want to gain. And I love doing that for my clients too. It's like for that hour, you have my undivided attention. I am so focused and I am, it is all about you. 
and you can finally just unload and you feel so safe and you get the help that you need. And I love knowing that that you're thinking about it that way too, as an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm an who's a human, you know. <laughs> really? <laughs> exactly. Right. I have feelings too. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, you know, and it's funny, I, I, I always say I'm an introvert and I'm a true introvert. And I'm a, if you, if you know about uh, Myers-Briggs, I'm an INTJ. And so truly a person who can thrive alone. But even when there's times and it's like, dang, I have to go to this social event or I have to get on the phone with this person. Like, I swear to you, Susie, like 10 out of 10 times, I feel so good after like going to an event or after talking to a person. And of course, at the end of that, I'm always thinking, why don't I do this more? Why, why don't I talk to people more? And, and, you know, I hide behind my comfort zone, my introversion. And, 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 and yes, that feels good, but connecting feels even better. So, you know, I just got to remind myself of that. Like it, it doesn't have to only be one way. Um, you know, to thrive. So, yeah, that's so true. Actually, that's how we met. Uh, we were both together in um, a business mastermind, and Chica was sitting there by herself. We can't. We we neither of us can remember exactly where we were, the precise details about where we were. But she was sitting at a table, and I think you may have been the only one at the table. And I sat down next to you, and we started talking. And you were totally in your comfort zone, not milling about but sitting and waiting for me to come over and talk to you, I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. I was, it was perfect. It was perfect. I, you know, I was early to the event, so not many people were there yet. So inside, like Susie, if you could have seen my insides, you would have seen my heart just pounding, like just with nervousness, you know? So Thank you for sitting next to me. Oh my gosh, it was a pleasure. Because I'm so small, I do not like standing and milling about in situations like that, quite honestly, because I'm, you know, I'm under five foot. And in, in a situation where everybody is standing, it's hard to talk to people. I'm much more comfortable sitting. Mm. See? Yes. Must so not be under five like foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was standing at, you know, five, seven, you probably would not have come up to me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be able to hear a word you were saying. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. No, but it's so, um, it's so important. And you know, the other thing I'm thinking about, you shared a story. Maybe you want to share the story about your mom's um, purchase. Oh. Because that just reminded me of something else. Yeah. And so, Okay. So, you know, we're in the pandemic and, and just things have been crazy. And let me just say that. So my mom is in Los Angeles and I'm in Oakland, right? The Bay Area. So about a six hour drive, one hour flight. Um, so not close, not far, you know, whatever. But something that she did was she, she bought a home. She bought her first home on her birthday a couple months ago, um, while we're in a pandemic and she, you know, she's a first, she's a woman in the middle, right? She's a woman in the middle and she's the most important person in my life. And so um, I love that she doesn't look at her age as a reason to not do something that she's been waiting 
to do ever since she was, you know, in her 20s. She's always wanted to own a home. She, you know, she's been married. Well, she was married since the early age of 19. Um, she's been divorced for at least a decade. I, you know, I don't keep count, but, <laughs> but again, she, she, she wanted to buy a, a house since so long ago and she did it at age 57. Um, she, she, how did she do it? Right. She hired a real estate agent. She asked around, um, you know, people in her community for real estate resources she went through a real estate uh, class for first-time homeowners, and she, you know, she closed escrow on her first home. So she took all of those steps, talking to people, hiring people, uh, going through courses. She took those steps because it mattered to her. And I, I bring that up because I think age, you know, age can be a mental block. Um, especially for us women, right? Yes. Um, and so my mom, she doesn't know this, but when she made her dream of being a homeowner come true, it empowered me to believe that anything that I want in life can be done, right? With determination, with a strategy, and with commitment. And so no matter if a woman is in her 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever the age, we all need to hear about and see other women doing empowering things. Yes. Like if a man, if a man bought his first home, no matter what his age, no one would think twice about it, right? But a woman doing it makes people say, "Oh no," or "Are you sure?" or "I don't know if it's a good idea," right? Like we always have those doubts with women. We always have doubts when it comes to women, but we need to start supporting each other. Yes, that is so good. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And that's the main reason I love to interview people on the podcast, because I get so many emails talking about how inspiring it is to hear about other people's stories. I've heard that with other women in my community, too, when they got divorced after a long-term marriage and they needed to buy their first home on their own. Or I had a friend who was retiring and she all of a sudden started to go to all these um, investment meetings about uh, property, things that she wasn't interested in necessarily before, but she started to take massive action to learn about how to do this stuff. And so, yeah, married, not married, whatever it is, age doesn't need to be the reason that you don't do something. But the way you think about your age is the reason that you don't do something. That's for sure. Right. right. And I'm, you know, I'm sure she had her kids in mind, you know, um, leave, leaving her assets too. So, yeah, my mom is, ah, she's, she's just so amazing. Oh, that's, that is amazing. And the one thing we haven't talked about, we'll just talk about it briefly, but another major thing that happens in midlife um, is if you have children, and you're fortunate, they eventually do leave the home. <laughs> and then you've got some empty nest. And so what's so interesting about empty nest is that it changes your financial situation because once the education is out of the way and once these kids actually launch, then their uh, like the cash flow situation is different. And that's just another thing that, um, that can really, you know, impact your family. And it does require some planning. 
before they leave and after they leave. And it's really fun. It kind of reminds me of the time when um, I have three kids and there was one summer when they finally all went to camp at the same time. And it was very hard for me to anticipate what that would feel like. I thought I would be sad and I was sad the first year. And then I wasn't sad. Then for the years following, I was very happy to have a little bit of time to myself and happy for them that they were so happy. And mm-hmm. I think it's kind of like that with Empty Nest, that with Empty Nest, at first, we're very focused on what it means for us in terms of loss. And then we start to focus on what it means to us and for them in terms of gain. And one of those areas of gain often is financial. Super fun. And what's I'm, what the other thing I'm finding really fun is that my kids are getting more interested in, in managing their money right now too. And it's slow, but they're really starting to ask interesting questions and starting to see what's possible and saving money. And, uh, and it's fun. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I think starting early is best. You know, money, money compounds, right? Interest compounds. And so a dollar today is a dollar plus, um, you know, <laughs> in, in a year from now, five years from now. So I think the, the younger we start um, teaching our kids about money, the better and the more that they'll have when they retire. Absolutely. So I think what you're saying, it comes down to two main principles. We want to plan in advance and commit to the plan. And that's basically the secret sauce to everything we talk about here on the podcast. (laughs) You want to plan in advance any kind of change you want to make, any kind of skills you want to acquire, and you want to commit to the plan. And then when there's resistance and drama about your plan or about your commitment, that's where the work has to be done. So I love that. And I love the focus of your business. And I wonder, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Yes, yes. So the topic of taxes, right? Taxes is super important to your audience, Susie. And so women in the middle are often in some type of transition phase in life. And you mentioned this earlier. And so it's most likely that these transitions can impact uh, finances heavily. And for that reason, I created a special um, exclusive offer for your audience, Susie. And so for those of you who are listening, who are ready to have a conversation about your money and tax situation to gain some clarity around how, uh, how your actions impact your taxes, I invite you to book a midlife tax clarity call with me. And so Susie, you have the link. I'll give you the link. Um, and so just book a call. Um, and also, it, you know, whether or not you book a call, I just want to say that in the next month or so, I'll be coming out with a, with a few tax guides that walks uh, through some of the uh, important tax calculations and breaks down, you know, what is a tax write-off, what is not a tax deduction, um, and it'll just be a super helpful um, way for a business owner um, looking to understand how to do their tax filings the correct way. And so just, you know, just connect with me on Facebook or Instagram or join my mailing list um, and you'll hear about it once it's available. So, Oh, that's yeah. so good. Yeah, I'm going to put all of Chica's contact information in the summary notes. 
And you absolutely have to get on her calendar for this midlife tax clarity call. It's a great idea. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be bedtime reading. I'm, I just imagine myself getting all comfy in my bed and reading your information about tax. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not going to put you to sleep. You know, I, no, I, I the topic is definitely dense, you know, taxes, IRS, and it's a dense topic. And so I, I just make it fun. I make it enjoyable. I, I invite you to learn because again, what you're learning is how to keep more money in your pockets. And I think we all, you know, love to have more money. So I love, yeah. I love that you're flipping the switch on it. I was just making a joke about bedtime reading. <laughs> I love that you your approach is to make it a little bit more interesting. And, and what you're really saying is it's glass half full, not glass half empty. And when we think about tax, we're always like, ugh, what they're taking, what they are taking away from me. But you're saying, no, no, this is about what you can keep, right? Exactly. And just flipping the switch, so good. Exactly. Let's, let's implement some strategy so that you are keeping more of what you've worked so hard for. Perfect. Perfect. Chica, thank you so much. You've really shared a lot of information, helped us get a better perspective about how to keep more and feel more relaxed about the whole situation. Thanks so much for sharing. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you for having me, Susie, and I look forward to talking to you as well. All right. That's it for today's episode. So good, right? I loved it when Chica said that as an accountant, she has feelings too. Oh my God, that really cracked me up. But I think you'll agree that money and everything about it, even accountants sometimes can be scary. It can just be so scary. Chica raised so many good points and helpful perspectives about readiness, money literacy, and planning. It's another example of an area in our lives that we need to be more intentional about in midlife. It can be super empowering to manage your mind better about these kinds of issues too. You will likely surprise yourself with how great it feels to feel less fearful, for sure. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck about money, about age, about your career, about being more compassionate toward yourself, about all of it. It's time to get excited about your life again. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain really is the best way to be. So check out the show notes with more information and a link to Chica's special offer, the free midlife tax clarity call at coachwithsusie.com. Download my free guide, Nine Secrets to Get Unstuck in Your 50s, susierosenstein.com forward slash nine secrets. And if you're ready to take a deep dive and get some coaching yourself, let's talk. It's a great way to go if you want more help applying the concepts I teach in the podcast. So go ahead and apply for my personalized coaching program where we take all the things I teach, apply them to you and your life so that you can do midlife on purpose. Book your free Get Unstuck call now at www.talktosusie.com. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 